0: Why are we so afraid of being alone? I want to use this scene from an episode of Wolf 359 as the gateway, the jumping off point not to necessarily answer the question, but to provoke and provide a spin through my own train of thought, in the end hopefully creating something that is more than just incoherent rambling, something meaningful. Disclaimer aside, in a scene, Dr. Hilbert, the research scientist of the Hephaestus space station mulls over the question, why are we so afraid of being alone, in a thought experiment, presented as an internal monologue that raises more questions about our human sensibilities than it answers, those sensibilities being how we connect to our fears and overcome them, but also what it means to be alone, truly alone. There's a joke the doctor tells, which sets this train of thought into motion, the three wishes joke. It's a classic one, told in many different ways. But in the one he tells, three men are stranded on a deserted island, starving, terrified, afraid, and one day they find a magic lamp, rubbing it to reveal a genie inside. This genie promises to grant them each a wish. Man number one wishes to go home to his family, genie goes poof, and the man goes away. Man number two wishes to go home to his wife, genie goes poof, and the man goes away. Man number three cries out in desperation, I do not want to be alone. I wish my friends were back here. This joke is pretty funny, it plays with our expectations, but it's so intriguing to me because the true sentiment of what the third guy desperately wants is what I would consider to be a desire buried so deeply within us it's only human to act on that desire in such turbulent times. For one reason or another, we fear being alone. How do we deal with fear? Well, that answer has always depended on our circumstances, specifically the form of fear we are dealing with. Physical fears and sensations are easy to overcome. Our entire existence has, after all, been an arms race, building larger and larger weapons, coinciding with our increasing ability to attract and create larger and larger enemies. From our hunting of creatures in the wild, to nuclear standoffs between world superpowers, we have a well-documented history of turning our physical fears against us by making those fears afraid of us. Physicality means defeatability. If I can see what I'm afraid of, attach that fear to something tangible, and with enough reasonable thought and a concerted effort, maybe I can destroy it, destroy what ails me, ridding me of that fear for good. But it's the metaphysical, the intangible fears we haven't quite figured out yet. We haven't quite figured out a way to overcome them. Death, for example, is the great equalizer. comes for us all, yet still we've spent so much of our existence trying to remedy death or escape its grasp. We fear it because it's unknown, unknowable, and isolationism and inaccessibility is very much the same way. Hilbert goes on to say that the real scary part of being alone is the quiet corner of our minds that nag us, whispering back to us, how can you truly be sure you are alone? And I think the backdrop of the setting in particular speaks to that uncertainty. Space is often used as a metaphor for isolationism, its vast and empty nature integral to its identity in our minds as the great sea of nothingness, but also possibly a home for extraterrestrial life. And for the crew of the Hephaestus, the hope that someone else might actually be out there is a proposition, a promise, that is both parts terrifying and exhilarating. Our fear of being alone revealed on an existential level, tangibly available to discovery. But when you consider our track record for dealing with our tangible fears, it's a hard world to imagine where we accept a being, one that represents so much of our long-lasting fears of the universe and the nature of our solo existence, with welcoming, open arms. To be alone is to be quantifiable, the definite, the controllable, and as a man of science Dr. Hilbert understands this fact. Our sense of self grows in solace, and space, the final frontier of human accomplishment, is another place where we can examine ourselves when no one else is watching, or at least when we think no one else is watching. The thing about us is that so much of our self-satisfactory pleasure is derived from stimulation, social engagement with other people experiences that escape the bounds of ourselves, creating reassurance that everything will be fine, because I'm not alone in this endeavor. It's only until we retreat to the quiet comfort of our minds, of our singular existence, where the only person left to engage with is ourselves, that we can truly ask the toughest questions, truly get to the bottom of what we believe in, what we desire, what we care for, even if we have to carry those biases from the outer world to the inner one. Why do children fear the monsters under their beds? Why do we fear being alone but also the prospect that we might not be alone but also, in our modern era, our hyper-security surveillance state of big brother always keeping tabs on little brother era, how we might never truly be alone again? Why do children fear the monsters under their bed when we insist to them that if it doesn't exist in the light, we need not be afraid of it in the dark? Do we say it because it's the truth, what we know of the world concerning hypothetical boogeymen and Bigfoots? Bigfeets? Or do we say it to placate them in an attempt to veil them off from the real horrors of the world, the things we consider worth actually being afraid of? Because in truth, we're still searching for answers to our own fears, ones that exist in both the light and the dark. Mind Theater is a solo effort produced and written by me, A. lacking Bade. To subscribe, look for Mind Theater on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For updates on the show and upcoming episodes, follow Mind Theater Pod on Twitter. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.